Welcome to Quick Shots. Quick Shots. Oh, hey, oh, welcome to Quick Shots. James still hasn't had his baby, so we get him back for another week. Lucky us. We'll see. We'll see. Am I going to throw the first question to you? I feel like I answered two last week, probably. Um, where should we start? Yeah, um, Eng. This one's from Eng. Isn't it better to be buying positively geared property than negatively geared property? Uh, well, I, I personally think you want positive cash flow. Uh, I don't think it matters if they're positively geared or negatively geared. Um, it'll come down to the, the property and, and where, where you're at in your situation. Uh, what I would say though, is you've got to have positive cash flow and a lot of people misconstrue positive cash flow with positive and or negative gearing. Uh, mm. gearing is a totally different thing. It incorporates tax deductions and, and all that sort of thing. Um, you want positive uh, cash flow. So so inevitably that means having your tenant and the tax pay for the cost of holding the property where you're not significantly out of pocket. And, and general rule of thumb is you don't want to be putting more than 10% of your after-tax dollars into the cost of holding your investments. So, and I'd say that's more important. For, cash flow really is going to be a drop in the ocean compared to what the growth and, and value increase in a property portfolio is going to do for your your overall wealth, um, but certainly you, you want to be positively cash flowed. Definitely, um, I'll go with you here, uh, Deepak. How do you have a positive? Ca- I thought this fitted in quite well. How do you have a positive <laughs> cash flow and a tax refund as well? Ah, well, my friend, the answer to that is non-cash deductions. And that is pretty much your depreciation on your property. So if you, my friend, have an investment property and you do not have a depreciation report, you're doing it all wrong, you've got to get a quantity survey out there ASAP. They'll do you a report and it will show in numbers, dollars and cents at what rate items Mm -hmm. in that house are depreciating. You then give that to your accountant and they factor that into your tax deductions for that year. And we call that a non-cash deduction because it's it's not actually money coming in and, and going out of your account, but you can claim the depreciation. And a really fun fact that we love talking about because it's true, over 40 years, if your property is brand new, over 40 years, you can claim 2.5% every single year till you have depreciated 100% of that home. So look, if you buy something that's sort of five years old, you know, you've got 35 years. Um, so that's why we love new property. And majority of it in the first 10 as well. That's exactly right. Last one over to you, Kazi. Eliza, can you use your superannuation to buy an investment property? Uh, you can, but you need a self-managed super fund and it is uh, somewhat restrictive in terms of borrowing money. You can only borrow money to buy. You can't borrow to build. Um, you know, you're limited normally to a 70% loan-to-value ratio. Uh, so look, you can do it. You've got to set up what they call a self-managed super fund, which means you've got to put all your money into a fund that you manage yourself. Um, There there are some costs associated with that, uh, but it absolutely can be done. Um, You pay a slightly higher interest rate. I still can't for the life of me figure out why when super is such a low risk um, sort of way for the banks to lend money. But it is the nature of the environment. You're generally paying about seven, seven and a half percent today, so roughly one, one and a half percent above the the, the rates that non super funds pay. Uh, but yes, yeah, definitely possible. A lot of people do it, um, and, and and look, it is a good way to um, buy a property and and use your super.
Definitely. And the, the only thing you can't do is build a brand new house in your super canyon cars. Nope. It's got to be an existing dwelling. And you can't so, you, you can't try and do something with your super fund. So a lot of people think, oh, I'll, I'll put a bit of my money in, put a bit of the super funds money in. You can't you can't do that, unfortunately. Um, you've no. got to do it just with the super fund in its own right. Not yet, anyway. Who knows? Who knows? That wraps it up for this week, guys. Hey, send us your questions. Our emails are in the show notes. If you didn't know that, you're welcome. Have Just, a good weekend. Just say hi. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Hit us up. Hello. Hi. Hey. Howdy. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.